Hi, in this episode we want to talk about how patients are easy prey for a lot of what doctors tell them. We've spoken a lot about how doctors don't often understand what they say, but often they do understand what they say, but still can sell a bill of goods to people using certain techniques. And this has been going on forever. This is not new to our medical system. In fact, when we tried to reform our medical system in 1911, it's because of the influence of patent medicine doctors and snake oil salesmen who were tricking people with really bad advice and, and self-interested cures. And believe me, nothing has changed. People are, are extremely willing to believe what they think will help them if it meets certain criteria of their brain. So I know we're not supposed to talk about COVID because it's so controversial, but I just want to mention that really quickly. Masks are the perfect example of this. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but every single study on masks show they don't work. And in a few years, this will be common knowledge. Now it's kind of sacrilege. You're not allowed to talk about it. But as you know, our entire medical community went onto the whole mask bandwagon and said, you got to wear masks, wear masks. I see doctors in my town wearing masks, walking all alone outside um, because the medical community is quick to buy into dogma. They are sheep. They follow what they're told to do. They don't look into it. That's our medical community. Like I said, they have a huge ignorance gap. And when they believe in something, they're going to proselytize it like any religious leader. They're not really scientists. They are following gospel. And that's what COVID's been about. Um, we could argue up and down whether that worked or not, and we will later in this podcast. But the thing about the mask that's most intriguing is how it is widely accepted, despite historical evidence, real-world evidence, and multiple uh, randomized studies that show clearly masks don't work, and the very fact that the COVID particles pass through a mask as quickly as flies go through a picket fence. So we know all that. But why do people believe it? Well, this, ba this is cognitive bias. Cognitive bias means there are certain ways to present something in a way that it seems believable. Number one, when someone in authority tells you um, that something is believable, someone, someone you trust, someone wearing a white coat, someone on your favorite TV station, um, you're, you are likely to believe it. If someone you don't trust tells you the opposite thing, you're not going to believe that. It doesn't matter who presents the right facts, it's just certain people to you are more believable. Secondly, if it makes sense to you, if there's something about it that makes sense. So we're dealing with a respiratory infection, you put something over your face, to you it makes sense that if it's over your face it's going to block bad things from going into your lungs that might come from someone else and block you from giving people something. Again, it seems plausible. Um, the other thing that, that often uh, affects how we think about something is whether other people that we know believe it. So all us, all the liberals that I know, I'm one of them, I'm one of you, um, listen to other liberals and they say this works. Listen to other scientists, they say this works. Then we hear that people who don't wear masks are getting sicker than people who do wear masks. And we believe that because it makes sense to us and people are, are telling us that who are in power. So, again, that, this whole idea that we're, we're not going to look into the mask and see if it actually works because there's enough in our cognitive biases that tell us it should work, it does work, we believe that we are helping humanity by wearing it, other people reinforce that, so we do it. That's called cognitive bias. It, 
it's basically mm-hmm. tapping into the parts of our brain that um, that that make us believe something. It's been used for a long time to sell us products, and there there are a couple Israeli um, psychologists, Kahneman and Tversky, whose stories have been written, who have uh, who've explained how these cognitive biases work, and and it's been used by the advertising industry forever to try to sell people things they don't actually need, um, and it's been used by the medical industry. And we'll, we'll talk a lot about this as we go through. I'm going to use another example from cardiology um, because cardiologists are expert at this. They, they sell you a lot of stuff they don't, you don't need. Stuff like blood thinners for atrial fibrillation are easily explained through this. Um, again, you, you, it makes sense, you know, but strokes are caused by clots and atrial fibrillation, so blood thinners will help. You know people who have gotten strokes who were not on the blood thinners, so that makes you, that reinforces your view. Expert doctors use calculators, precise numbers. They, they use their authority to tell you it works, so you're going to believe them. So again, you know, that, that fits into the, the, the whole idea. But the thing I wanted to talk about today is the whole industry, you know, of, of what we call um, uh, cardiac revascularization, which means if you have blocked blood vessels in your heart, you think you're going to be prone to get a heart attack. And cardiologists and others have, have preyed upon this belief to sell you things to the tune of hundreds of billions, billions of dollars a year they go into their pockets, into the pockets of industry and drug makers and device makers and hospitals and other things to convince you that you need these things to prevent a heart attack. And to do that, they, they tap into your cognitive biases. So let me tell you the, the quick history of heart attacks. A heart attack's caused by plaque in your blood vessels in your heart. Plaque is just like junk that goes on the sidewalls of your heart of your blood vessels, plaque rupturing or breaking. So when a plaque breaks in your heart blood vessels, your body tries to fix the break. It sends platelets up there, the same things that help a cut, and it tries to block the break. In doing so, it blocks your whole blood vessel and causes a heart attack. Simple. That's the nature of heart attacks. These things can happen anywhere there's plaque. You can have a tiny little bit of plaque and it ruptures and you'll get a heart attack. You, you can have plaque that, that only blocks 10% or 20% of your artery. If it ruptures, you'll get a heart attack. You can have plaque that's blocking 90% of your artery. Believe it or not, if that ruptures, you're less likely to get a heart attack. Seems counterintuitive. That's why cognitive bias doesn't let you think that way. According to, according to the cardiology gospel, if you have big blockages in your heart, those need to be fixed. Now, to you, that makes sense. A, if you have a blockage, that's where you're going to get a heart attack. So, of course, if someone does a test and shows that you have a 90% blockage in a heart artery, you're going to say, Jesus Christ, i got to fix that or I'm going to get a heart attack. Makes sense, right? Um, number two, you have people in authority who you trust telling you this is the case. We better fix this right away. Good thing you showed up here in the nick of time because if we don't get this heart artery open, we're gonna, you're going to die. Third thing, you know people who have had stents and bypass surgery, and now they're alive today. And they tell you, God, I, I showed up at the heart doctor's office just in time or I'd be dead. So that, that reinforces your idea that, God, 
it worked for Jim. I better do it for myself. And then there's that. Then there's the idea that if if we walk around this fear, if we walk around with a blockage in our heart, at any point we can get a heart attack. Right? We're we're scared. So that's another cognitive bias. We would rather do something to fix a problem than walk around not. So so the counter argument to getting um, a stent put in your heart would be that a there are multiple studies that show it does not reduce your risk of heart attack. All the data shows that. That's incontrovertible. Um, stents versus not stents, people with the stents actually do worse. They have the same number of heart attacks, but they also get strokes and they do worse. Um, what else should convince you not to get this procedure is that, in fact, the vast majority of heart attacks occur in places that are not blocked. So those 90% blockages, 80% blockages, that's not where most heart attacks occur. 90% of heart attacks occur in areas that are blocked 20% because they're plaque. So, so interestingly, the body has a capacity to revascularize itself. In other words, to bypass blockages. So those areas that are 90% blocked, there's a good chance your body's already developed a, a bypass of that. It's built a blood vessel around it. So if that blocks off, chances are you're still going to have blood flow to your heart and you may not get a heart attack. However, that 20% blockage where that plaque is sitting there, if that blocks off because the plaque ruptures, you're going to get a heart attack because you have no bypass. So in a counterintuitive way of looking at this, these blockages that the heart doctors find by doing stress tests on you and catheterizations and then fixing them, they've done nothing to help you. They've actually only made things worse because really your danger is areas that don't show up on a stress test. You could have a normal stress test and have a whole a whole bunch of 20% blockages all over, plaque all over, but the stress test will be normal and the heart doctor will say, well, you're doing well, um, but in fact, you're in big danger. Um, whereas you could also have a stress test that shows a 90% blockage and they fixed just that little quarter inch blockage, but you got plaque everywhere else. They haven't helped you at all. So there is no benefit to doing the stent. The only reason it is done and accepted by people are these cognitive biases. Again, you believe the doctor. Number two, it's plausible. Of course you're going to fix a blockage. You're not going to walk around with a 90% blockage. Number three, you know people have had it done and they claim their lives were saved from it. And number four is the fear factor. No, everyone would rather do something than not do something. It's just in our brain. We'd rather, so if someone said, well, it's just like with the fibrillation, there's a chance of getting a stroke if you don't go on the blood thinners, but there's a chance of bleeding to death if you do go on them. Most people will go on the blood thinners because they'd rather die trying than not trying. It's just in our nature. It's our cognitive biases. So, the, so again, our brain can fool us into thinking that certain things doctor do, doctors do is to our benefit, even if it's not. The entire industry of doing stress tests, doing catheterizations, and then opening block vessels has enriched so many people and has escalated the cost of care of our medical system without saving any lives. But you tell that to a patient who had a stent put in, they'll look at you like you're crazy because they are sure their life is saved and it makes complete sense to their cognitive biases and so there's nothing in the world you could say that's going to change them otherwise. This 
unfortunately drives our medical system. And as patients, unless we can get over those biases, we are always going to fall prey to this snake oil approach, which unfortunately is killing a lot of people and driving up the cost of care immeasurably.